Welcome everyone to a special edition of Couch Potato Diary as we look at how the 2022-2023 NBA champion Denver Nuggets were built. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you all so much for downloading and listening today. You can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at primetimekline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. And you can email the show couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. As I mentioned before, this entire show dedicated to the Denver Nuggets and specifically how they built their championship team to uh, get to the point now where they are the ones hoisting the Larry O.B. So that's what's coming up on the show today. Thank you all so much for downloading. Thank you all so much for listening and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein. And this is We Had No Idea. A podcast about world events that you know about. But might have fallen asleep for during history class. Or social studies, however you learned history in high school. Each week, we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need to top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! All right, let's take a look at how the Denver Nuggets were built. Um, and as I said the other day, one of the great lessons you can take from this is, yeah, draft someone 41st overall and uh, have them turn into the best player in the world. That's there. Uh, the show is done. Thank you for tuning. No, I'm kidding. But... That, that certainly does help. So that, that is where our story begins, where the Denver Nuggets select Nikola Jokic with, the second, uh, with their second-round pick in 2014. The 41st overall selection is, turns into the best player in the world and the best player on a championship team. The next best player on this team, Jamal Murray, selected with the first-round pick, the seventh overall selection in 2016. Where did they get this pick from? The New York Knicks in the Carmelo Anthony trade. Uh, That is a string that I have started to unravel, and it is like the Patrick Mahomes one, where it is a long one. So we're going to be looking at that one at a later date. But uh, right now, we'll just tell you that Jamal Murray, the pick that was acquired for Jamal Murray, ends up coming in the Carmelo Anthony trade deal. Uh, The Nuggets also select Michael Porter Jr. with the 14th overall pick in 2018. So this is the the foundation that is set. And this is where, like, aside from how hilarious it is that the Carmelo Anthony trade does actually end up getting a championship for the the Denver Nuggets, uh, albeit seven years after the fact. Um, But how this all came about is they drafted really well. They got a couple of very solid draft picks, and then they built around it. And that is, like, when when we get ready for the draft here, this is where you kind of build that foundation. Now, there wasn't, like, the super high pick where, like, uh, Jamal Murray is seventh overall. So that, like, it's it's a lot. You have two lottery picks in here, Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. But it is mid to late lottery and then a second round pick. So that there was no tanking to get this. There was some excellent drafting and developing to build that foundation. Then they add the big piece in the trade uh, with Aaron Gordon acquired with Gary Clark for RJ Hampton, uh, Gary Harris, and a 2025 first round pick. So this one isn't necessarily done just yet, but Aaron Gordon goes from kind of needing to be the guy in Orlando to being a really strong complimentary piece with the Denver Nuggets. And that really kind of helps them. So it's smart here to go from 
having this like first overall pick or sorry, these first round picks, you have a good team. Let's try to elevate this a little bit more. Let's bring in Aaron Gordon and to Aaron Gordon's credit. And the way you are able to build championship teams is you find your role and you fit in. It's kind of like Andre Iguodala, right? Like he was a, a star player on a decent team with Philadelphia, but then he goes to Golden State and he knows what his role is. And that's, that's where he ends up really being able to shine. They acquire Contavious Caldwell-Pope in uh, a trade with Washington. Uh, they acquire Ish Smith as well, who is still on the championship team for Will Barton and Monty Morris. Um, and then after that, it's free agent signings. They, they go out and they acquire Bruce Brown and they go out and sign Jeff Green. And that's how this championship team is built. Um, and so when we look, well, one of the reasons I wanted to start doing this is to see like how, how do these teams get to this level? And with the Denver Nuggets, it's a lot of developing, establishing that foundation, and then finding pieces that complement it extremely well, right? And like Aaron Gordon has fit in with this team tremendously. I would suggest that uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope has fit in with this team tremendously. And then they go out and draft, uh, sorry, I forgot this one, they draft Christian Brown in uh, the first round at twenty um, at twenty first overall, and so you look at Denver here and just the immaculate job they did. But it's it's not go out and trade a bunch of guys. It's not go out and get a bunch of ring chasers. It's not tank and get high first round draft picks. This was really you you built a foundation with some solid drafting with some good draft picks but not great draft picks and you kind of established things from there it, it was it's a really really smart job here by the Denver Nuggets and it, it's always interesting to see this especially when you come from the NBA where it's such a star driven league right um but i mean the, the team that they played hasn't has kind of followed the same model and it's interesting now to look back at the last few champions so this team um, the, the Denver Nuggets, you have one of the best players in the world, but you got him in the second round. You have an excellent complimentary piece in Jamal Murray, a guy who is a star, not a superstar, but a star. You got him at seven. Um, and then you were able to build around that. You look at last year's champions, the, the Golden State Warriors. They had high picks that didn't really work out, but you have uh, a player in Steph Curry who goes eighth overall, I believe. And he turns into an absolute superstar. And Draymond Green, a second round pick who, who ends up turning into an excellent complimentary piece. Year before that, the Milwaukee Bucks, you have Giannis Antetokounmpo drafted in the first round, middle of the first round, almost to Toronto, didn't quite get there. Um, but you, you have that and then you build around it. So... And then obviously like 2020 is the Lakers and that's, I mean, they have two first overall picks, but then 2019 with Toronto, um, you have a, a team that has that foundation built and then you bring in the big piece to, to kind of really set it off. And so in this post like LeBron versus Golden State every year era, I'm not saying like the Spurs should trade out from one to move down to get a couple of pieces or whatever, because that that's certainly not the case, but one of the things that this shows and one of the things I think I was trying to prove when I started this series with the how they were built is you can build a championship team in more ways than just, hey, let's tank, get um, a couple of high draft picks and build around that. Obviously, it makes some sense to, to do that. You want to accumulate as much star power as you can. But the Denver Nuggets just proved 
that there are ways to find, you have to find the superstars. For sure, you have to find them. But there are ways to find them aside from just drafting first overall. That's the easy way to do it. There's some work that has to be put in. And so I think we need to remember that when we get ready for the drafts here in the NHL and in the NBA over the next couple of weeks to to really see um, what, excuse me, uh, to, to really see like the, what the smart teams do and how they're able to build and start to build up that foundation. Uh, just quickly, because we did this in the NHL and I realized I haven't done it in the NBA, as we get into the NBA offseason now, what are my, like, the, the five storylines that I am looking the most forward to? It does seem like Bradley Beal is about to be traded. That one doesn't really get the motor revved uh, quite as much, but the Damian Lillard situation is so interesting to me. Um, because he is an absolute superstar player who feels like he is at the tail end of his superstar powers, but is about to be paid like no other superstar before. And so there are teams that could use a Damian Lillard. Absolutely there are. How many want to pay him and how many are going to give up that price to do it? And he also doesn't want to leave Portland. So can the Blazers build around him? They have, they have the third overall pick. If they get Scoot, that is going to be amazing. Um, the, the kid out of, uh, what is it, Alabama? Um, I'm, I'm not huge on uh there, there's all the accusations before so you know what let charlotte have them and i can just kind of ignore them that that would be extremely helpful um but you talk about like starting that foundation at three with scoot um and dame that, that's that's not bad that's not bad so dame lowered situation is obviously number one and obviously number two for me is what direction did the toronto raptors go and i really do think they have the opportunity to shape this offseason a little bit um, if they decide to move on from, or if Fred Van Vliet decides to move on from them, um, are they able to acquire anything in a sign-in trade? What happens in, in that realm? Uh, what do they do with OG? What do they do with Gary Trent Jr.? So there's a lot of different directions I think they could go that make this offseason very interesting for Toronto. This is going to be a little annoying to some, but I think the Lakers and what direction they go in now would be uh, another one of the, the top five most intriguing storylines. You have LeBron, you have AD, this is a team that made the conference finals, um, I, just this last year, losing to the, the Denver Nuggets, who we just went over. Um, but they have a big decision to make with Austin Reeves. And now, like, it, it seems like you have built the team that you're supposed to around LeBron. Do you add to that? Do you try to bring in another superstar? Well, what do the Lakers do? I think it's going to be really interesting. And kind of along those lines, what do the Celtics do? Well, we all know that now with the, the new CBA and the new rules around the luxury tax, having Tatum and Brown making that kind of money is going to be a lot. And I, I think Brown kind of proved that he's not that guy um, in the in the Eastern Conference Finals when, especially when Tatum went down in Game 7, like, he's just not that dude to be making that kind of money. He's very, very, very good, but I don't think he's great, and you're going to be paying him great player money, and that's going to be a problem. Um, so I I think that that is the, one of the most intriguing storylines that there are going into this offseason, is what do the Boston Celtics end up doing here with um, with Jalen Brown and just with this roster in general, I, I think is going to be extremely fascinating. And then the last one is the Philadelphia 76ers. If they don't keep James Harden, I'm so interested. 
at what direction Philadelphia goes. So those are the, the five storylines I'm watching heading into this NBA All-Star weekend, or NBA All-Star weekend, NBA offseason, sorry. Uh, okay, that's going to do it for the show. Thank you all so much for downloading. Thank you all so much for listening. And uh, yeah, you can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at primetimecline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. You can email the show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. This ends up being a bit more delayed than I wanted it to be. Uh, just, you know, life getting in the way and all of those fun things. So um, if you are looking for more from me, hopefully going to have another podcast out this week. Uh, if not, it's back at it next week. I'm going to be on two dogs games this weekend, Saturday and Sunday afternoon against uh, Lethbridge. So thank you all so much for tuning in and I will talk to you all later.